You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey everybody, it's Brandon. And this is Alex. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Speaking of bourbon, uh, what do you got lined up for us? Well, today, uh, I've been on an old-fashioned kick lately, so I've been yeah. making a lot of old fashions, and uh, today I actually, I gotta be honest, this morning, I had everything for the podcast. <laughs> I, had, I had the bourbon, I had the bitters, I had the sugar, I had mm. the mixer, I, everything you need, yeah. I had, and then I forgot it. For, it's back at home. It's, it's at home. Today's the, the pilot episode of Filmmakers mm. Drinking Bourbon. Yep. One of the most important elements of the podcast is the actual bourbon. I left at home. <laughs> so this morning I made a mad rush to the liquor store at about 8.30, which uh, made for a great impression. People thought, mm. wow, this guy's got a real problem. Off to a nice start for the day. Exactly. So, uh, but I made it happen, and uh, I picked up the Old Forester Signature. It's a 100-proof Kentucky mm. Straight bourbon whiskey yeah you can tell that's honor proof it's got a nice little uh it's got a, it's got a nice little burn to it but it's not it's not too bad it's mm. uh it's it says it's a spirit so finely crafted in 1870 by pioneer george garvin brown yeah so it's called old forester old forester so old we're going to dedicate forester. this episode to mr brown so there you go you know, people are probably wondering what in the world what kind of podcast is called filmmakers drinking bourbon so, you know, Alex, what, you want to tell the listeners what we're doing here? Well, obviously, I mean, we've been working together for quite some time, right? Yeah, and yeah. We, we have gigs. Yeah, we, you know, call each other pretty much, what, every other day? We're filmmakers. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, and we'd like to discuss what we do, what we've been doing, the kind of movies we like, the kind of gear we're using. And since we do that on the phone, we thought, why not, you know, just record it and put it out there? Let the people be a part of the conversation. Yeah, see if people want to chime in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. other people are thinking the same thoughts. They're, they're talking about the same gear. They're asking, they're wondering, hey, what are other people in the community doing for their jobs? Absolutely. And uh, people, you know, we can share tips and tricks. And so here we are. Here we are. The, the yeah. pilot episode. And so, but, you know, I, I got to thinking and I thought, you know, it's one thing for us to talk to each other because we know each other, but the listeners don't really know us. They so know who we are. No. Yeah. So why would we be uh, qualified to host such a podcast, other than the fact that we enjoy bourbon. Yeah. So, tell us, Alex, who, who are you? Why, why are you a co-host? <laughs> why, yeah, why even listen to me? Why listen to you? Why listen to me? So, I'm a, uh, a freelance cinematographer in the Cincinnati area. Do various things, music videos, commercials, documentaries, work a lot with you. True. Uh, yeah, with just a varied background of, I guess, cinematic stuff excellent so did you study this is this something you just kind of picked up on a whim talk about that i studied it for a little bit yeah i went to ohio university originally went there for marine biology so it gives me kind of a a weird background and thought process but yeah i guess i eventually did study this and wanted to be a filmmaker nice and uh somewhere along the way you were a lifeguard <laughs> i would uh say surf rescue guard but uh <laughs> you know yeah so which is come in handy on set Oh, multiple times. That would save us from so many situations. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, so you studied there. You get into the game. You get into the production world. Yep. Did you climb your way up from the bottom? Were you, were you oh. gripping? How did you get to becoming the, uh, director the, of photography? The bottom of the bottom. Yeah, I actually started out as a PA, a production assistant. 
So that's pretty much the lowest you can get in the actual production community. But so extremely you, important. Extremely important, yeah. I mean, people got to have their coffee, and uh, sets got to be locked down, and walkies got to be charged. So anyway, I started there, did like, what, four gigs, and said, yeah, this, this is not for me. And uh, eventually found my way to the grip department, which uh, assists the lighting. So the electrician set a light, and the grips shape it. And that's all part of the cinematography of the program. And through that, just kind of found my love. I was like, man, you know, that guy up there, that, that DP, that director of photography, that's what I want to do. And that's kind of where we met because you were mm-hmm. like a grip or gaff on, on a small industrial shoot. Oh, yeah. And we kind of, you know, connected, hit things off a little bit. You were, yep. you were up in Chicago? Yeah, I was up in Chicago, and I was just traveling back to Cincinnati to, uh, to work on stuff here. Right. And I, I, I went to Columbia College in Chicago, so yeah. I hung out there for a while. So we had a little something in common. Yep. And, um, and we kind of hit it off from there. Oh yeah. So uh, what? What about you, man? I mean, I, I know where I came from, but I don't. I don't. I don't think I know your your <laughs> full backstory. Well, I, you know, I started off in the audio. Uh, I wanted to be. I wanted to pro- wanted to produce records. I went to Columbia College. How appropriate. Yeah, and I studied audio uh, recording, but around 2000, a little program called Napster mm. came out and pretty much ended that. Uh, yeah. The record industry was in a downward spiral, as everybody knows, for quite some time. And I made a shift. Uh, my daughter uh, was about to be born, and I made a extremely long and boring documentary <laughs> about my daughter's birth with a little handy cam, uh, Panasonic handy cam, and a um, and iMovie. And that's kind of how I got into it. And I just kind of kept chasing that. I did some things with um, current TV, and I got oh, yeah. voted up on the current TV boards where some of my stuff became published. It went on air. So. Through that, I was able to make some connections locally here in uh, Cincinnati, over the Rhine area, and I was able to get on as a as like a PA, and and later became an editor, okay. and uh, voila. So now, currently, uh, just two years ago, I started uh, a digital film and motion design firm called Leap Frame, yep. with uh, my partner Ryan Wolfolk, and we've been going at it. We're our, we're in our third year now, so we're located right here in over the Rhine. Uh, area old German area of Cincinnati cool. um, and man we're having a blast and so that's kind of that's kind of my thing man uh, so what, what type of stuff have you worked on have you is there anything people the listeners would know of that you've done recently I mean I know there's one you've done recently that I think they would know about um, I'll, yeah. let me set it up here yeah go ahead uh, Alex has been shooting a lot of music videos he shoots commercials and whatnot but most recently he shot a really fun music video for a little band named 21 Pilots, who's actually Pilots, yep. taken off. So talk a little bit about that project for me. Well, that was, uh, actually it was, it was kind of last minute. So the, the director of the 21 Pilots videos, Mark Eshelman, up in uh, Columbus, Ohio. That's actually where the band's from. So they were out in LA shooting a pretty big music video, a series of three, and they shot that. They were, you know, they're gonna do the third one back home. They wanted to feature family members, neighborhoods, local stuff that, you know, people and fans of the band would recognize. They wanted to keep it real. Yeah, they wanted to keep it real. So they're out there, they shot that, and they, they know they wanted to shoot that in Columbus. And so they used the connections that they had, they made on set, and they said, you know, who, who should we use as a director of photography back in Ohio? And one of the people there, my good friend TJ Helmuth, uh, actually recommended me. And so I get a call from Mark and said, hey, you know, you, we got three days to prep this. I'm going to shoot this thing in Columbus. What do you recommend? So anyway, we, we get through the whole process shoot the thing super fun i mean it features columbus neighborhoods kids riding not kids but the band members riding giant tricycles i, guess I, I think called? big wheels big wheels big wheels yeah big wheel 
big plastic big wheels doing slides and stuff. But yeah. it, it was a fun shoot. I mean, it just it celebrated youth and the simplicity of it all and how everything's you know different now that we're older. Yeah, it's definitely a, a great piece. And if you uh, if you want to check that out, you can you can log on to fdbpodcast.com. Yeah, that's uh, filmmakers drinking bourbon. fdbpodcast.com. Uh, that's our Tumblr, and uh, it's a place where we post cool stuff. We post videos. We post links. So check that out, um, and be sure to uh, to connect there. Um, yeah. But that was a great piece, man. That's that's really cool um, that uh, that you're out there doing that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot of music video, but also a lot of commercial and documentary stuff. You know, which you and I do a lot together. So I mean, what what, what have you been working on? Well, I mean, you know, uh, most recently, um, you know, we've uh, you know we finished up some commercial stuff earlier yeah. in the year. And right now we got we got a lot of estimates out. A lot of mm. I've been doing a lot of estimates. The fun um, stuff, dude. Yeah. You have no clue. What I'm, I've done so many estimates, uh, revised estimates, created estimates, uh, revised, revised, revised estimates to you know infinity versions. Mm. Um, so there's all sorts of things that that we've been doing. One of the things that uh, has been has been sort of cool for me is we're in pre-production for a new music video with Donnie Maserati, a local guy. Yeah. Donnie Maserati. So uh, he used to go by Showtime. And uh, you know what? I'm a big fan of local, local hip-hop. I love hip-hop. And, uh, you know, he's, a, he's become a friend of mine. And so we're pretty excited. We, we're going to feature people throughout the city of Cincinnati. Mm. Businessmen. Uh, you know, there's this old super fly pimp guy who, who kind of walks the streets of Cincinnati with a fur coat. And, and I approached him yesterday. Um, we're going to try to track him down and feature him. Um, but really nice. just celebrate the city and, and, and let people know, hey, I'm so Cincinnati, man. So that's the song, right? That's I'm so the song. Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, cool. so it's it's cool. But uh, you know, as far as you know, any, you know, other stuff going on. I mean, you know, I've been I've been watching some stuff lately. You know yeah. what, I, what? What have you been watching? Well, I finally got caught up on True Detective. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm, oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so I at first I was like, I don't know if my wife's gonna want to watch this. She usually doesn't like gory stuff, and you know, the opening scene's pretty graphic. Yeah, with but the for a reason. Lady I mean, and the antlers and the yeah. you know stab wounds, um, mm-hmm. but you know, several different filmmakers that I know said, "Man, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it." It's brilliant. So uh, we've been watching that, which is great. And I, I love probably my favorite part are just the depositions with McConaughey and. Well, d- don't uh, give it away for anybody that hasn't seen it. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can. It's you can in decide. the pilot episode. Eh, yeah. In the pilot episode, they're they're being interviewed. Yeah. So. And I think that's just, there's some brilliant dialogue, some great moments there with yep. uh, McConaughey, his nonverbals, the way he handles the, the, the cans of beer and smoking I mean, cigarettes. Guy, coming from like a romantic comedy background to where he's at now, that's just, I think it's unbelievable. I don't, I don't know if anybody would saw, seen that coming, you know? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, so we've been watching that. What, what about you? What, are you? what are you watching these days? Oh my God! I mean, I you know me. I mean, I watch everything and I kind of study it. It's it's hard to enjoy a lot of things now with the <laughs> with our profession. You're always kind of analyzing, breaking it down. But when you when you can finally sit back and just enjoy, you know, kind of some mindless entertainment like a superhero movie. I mean, God, yeah, I know you. you I know you don't like them. superhero movies. <laughs> I know you don't like superhero them. movies. Are the dumbest yeah movies on the planet for a reason though. No, they're horrible. Yeah. It's mindless look, entertainment. Listen, they're just, it's bad acting. It doesn't matter who the actor is. They're in a superhero movie. It's bad. Really? They look bad. You don't like it Robert looks Downey? It cheesy. It's just stupid. 
I mean, you don't like RDJ? As, name uh, name Iron Man? name one superhero movie that's worth watching. Oh, Winter Soldier, man. Horrible. Captain America, Horrible. Winter Soldier. Another one. Another one. Name another one. There's not many. Exactly. You can't <laughs> even name another one. I never said that they're, uh, you know, works of art really or uh, Oscar contenders, but they're definitely entertaining. And if you got a few hours to kill and you just want to zone out, that's what to do. So I, anyway, I, I went yesterday. The uh, lady and I went and saw Avengers Age of Ultron. And that's one of those just zone out and enjoy. So, so how was it? Because here's the thing. Yeah. I've got a six-year-old. Yeah. And he's amped up. He's dying to see this thing. Oh, he's going to love it. We may or may not go tonight even. I don't know what, what's going to happen. But I could care less. It's yeah. going to be cheesy. What, For sure. What, what, did, what's your, what do you think? What do you I mean, cheese, definitely. It's cheesy, but it's fun. I mean, I, I listened to, on the way here, I listened to NPR a lot, and they were breaking it down, and their, their film critic is just an absolute genius. But anyway, they, they pretty much nailed, you know, nailed it on the head. They said uh, it's just a, you know, a compilation of scenes relating to other Marvel movies, and the kind of narrative as a whole just falls apart. But it's fun. I mean, in, in halfway through the movie, you forget that there are so many things missing. You're just like, oh, my God, there's, there's just special effects and all these different characters and storylines, and uh, we're fighting this big bad boss, but it's a good time. You walk out of the movie going, yeah, that was, that was fun. I, know, I, get, I mean, I yeah. get why people like them. I just feel like they, uh, they, don't, they don't respect the audience's intelligence. You know, and that's where I, that's where it falls off a little for me. I'm a, I, maybe I'm a realist, maybe I'm a yeah. pessimist, maybe I'm, maybe I've lost hope in the world. Yeah. Uh, but. But you have to also, you know, uh, take into, a, into account that they're catering to a comic book audience and people that read comic books are of a certain age range, right? So they, you know, typically a younger audience especially back when these things were created, but now they're a little older, so they just kind of want to see those comic books realized as a cinematic moving I vision. I get that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to still say, uh, I'm going to still say superhero movies are the worst genre out there. I think, oh. you know what, I think our listeners should weigh in on this. Um, mm -hmm. If you guys go to fdbpodcast.com, there's a section on Ask Me Anything. Click on Ask Me Anything and uh, right in. let us hear back. What do you think about superhero movies? Give us your rant. Give us your point of view. Uh, Alex over here, he's a fan. He loves them. He thinks it's the coolest thing that ever happened. I would not say that. <laughs> and uh, Brandon over here, uh, he, he, he thinks that they're horrible. So yeah. uh, talk smack. Prove us wrong. Reach out to us on, uh, on Ask Us Anything. So what, what else have you been doing, man? What, um, what are you excited about these days, man? You, you know, every time you turn around, there's a new piece of gear. There's a new thing happening. What are you stoked about? What am I stoked about? Well, I mean, in my job, you know, we, we, I, there's some times where I have a say, where I get to say, hey, yeah, this is uh, based on the project. We should use this camera. And then other times, it's just like, hey, this is the budget. This is our in-house gear. This is our whatever. This is the camera you're using, regardless of if it's appropriate for the project. Uh, so anyway, I get excited about gear. Gear. What are you excited in about? In relation man? to story. What, what are you, what are, what's everybody talking about? Oh, my God. Well, you just got back from NAB. Yeah. And I, I was keeping it at, up from it, with it back home. NAB. Dude, if I had to summarize NAB, NAB basically, in a nutshell, means your old stuff, your new stuff, sorry, your new stuff is now your old stuff. That's what yeah. NAB is. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, NAB was overwhelming. First time I'd ever been, and it was four or five football fields full of just crap. I mean, just everything you need, want, never wanted, never needed, stuff that it has not even been invented yet. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, but it was it was it was a good time. We met a lot of cool people, and there's some cool things that you know some standouts for me. Yeah. Was there anything you caught on the blogs? I know you were tuning in. You were tweeting oh, yeah. me. I mean, yeah, I was, I was texting you back and forth, having you FaceTime me, I mean, checking everything out. And one thing I'm really stoked about is, well, I've always been a Canon fan. Uh, and I think that their you know, C-series cameras are just fantastic. They're so easy to use, they produce a great image, and they're coming out with the C300 Mark II. Yeah. Which, I mean, the C300 was a workhorse for years, years and years and years, especially right from the day it was released until now. I mean, I just shot a project on the C300 two days ago. Yeah. You know, and they're coming out with the Mark II, which effectively makes it a C500. So anyway, internal 4K, you know, 120 frames per second, raw output. It's just, it, it seems it's, it's got everything that I want. Well, well, not only that, but it's, it's super small. Tiny. You can, you can get it into small places. It's easy to build. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the floor Monday, uh, Monday at NAB, it was out of control. Yeah. The first day the exhibit hall opens... It's like a feeding frenzy. I mean, you've got people fighting to get in line to get their hands on these cameras. It was pretty cool. They have like uh, every camera company has a booth set up where they have scenes. So Canon had three or four scenes set up with real actors and actresses with actual propped out scenes. So one of them was a safari and you had a guy and there was like a Jeep and they were climbing a mountain yeah. And they just stood there all day and awkwardly acted like nobody was watching them. And let you film them? As you got to dial in and film them and stuff. Huh. So it was, it was cool. So you got to be hands-on with the actual yeah. the, the new yeah. unit. No, it's not it, even out yet. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, so you got to see it. And so it was. I like the camera. I mean, I have a C100. I shoot you know, on Canon as well. Um, and you know, it was super easy, even for, for somebody who's not a DP. And so I was yeah. able to, you know, I feel like even with that camera, I could grab it get the shot that I want, express myself in a, in a creative way um, if I needed to. Yeah. So, but the other thing, the other camera everybody was really stoked about yeah. was the Blackmagic Mini Ursa. Oh, yeah. So what are your, what are your thoughts on Blackmagic? Yeah. You tell me. You're, you're a DP. Yeah. What about this? People go crazy because the price point's low. Yep. They slap the word 4K on everything. Yep. Um, everybody's like, oh, man, it's got such a great picture. And they, they also slap the word raw on everything right. as, as if, you know, the, the, the kind of general stuff that everybody shoots. I mean, where does it end up? It ends up on the web. You know, what is the web? What, what is everybody watching this stuff? And it's 1080 max, you know, broadcast or HD TV is still 720, multi, you know, most of the time. Sure. Well, even if then, I mean, a lot of clients yeah. are reviewing it on their iPhone. So. Yeah, they're checking it out on an iPad and iPhone. 360. 640 yeah, 480p. Four <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It, Black Magic, they keep coming out with new stuff and new stuff. And, it, you know, they, they promise all these updates to their old stuff. And then they come out with a new camera. So it's just crazy. But you got to admit, some of the stuff looks pretty awesome. It does. It, no, it makes a nice image. But the, the form factor and the operation is just kind of wonky. You know, yeah. originally with the old ones, you couldn't even format a card in camera. Huh. So you had to take it out, dump it. And we'll see. I mean, you, yeah. you never know. A lot of times the early, the early game changers, you know, people, they don't quite get it. But then, bam, overnight, it's the standard, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, look at, oh, yeah. look at Red. 
Look at yeah, and their old red one. I mean, yeah. years and years ago, people said, "Who the who the hell is red?" Yeah, they're trying and, to compete with thirty-five millimeter film. And now it's 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 almost like a, it's kind of a religion. Well, not only yeah. reli- it's a status symbol. Oh, you shoot, oh, we got a red. Oh, yeah. we got, we're shooting red. Oh, we got a red. We got you know. Yeah. And now, what are they up to now? It's the red. What is it? The red. The weapon. red weapon. The weapon. Weapon. The eight K. All right, they've got a 6K and an 8K version. It seems violent, don't you think? It's a red weapon. Well, I, mean, I mean, what's funny is that I they actually, we... they're, they're releasing a, an unbranded camera, the red weapon, but without the actual weapon titling on the camera, just in case you travel a lot and you're going through security. Because <laughs> a lot of uh, users were worried that the weapon, if you have to declare that on an immigration form or whatever, mm. would, uh, would you know tick some boxes and... Yeah, that might not be a good, some people. a good situation. That's why yeah. you never say we're we're here shooting when you're traveling. It's always oh, we filming. did that once. We're you remember when we did? Yeah, we were crossing into the Canadian border, I believe. Yeah, we were going to Toronto for uh, film festival. We, we were going there for the hot dogs, uh, hot dogs yeah. uh, the international documentary challenge. Yep. which we were a part of. Um, and when when asked at the border, well, we were also filming for a client along the way. Yeah, it was kind of a, I wrapped it into a whole trip. Yeah, you and did it right. <laughs> the uh, and you accidentally said shooting. The client or the uh, border patrol said, what, "What are you guys here doing uh, in Canada?" And we said, "Oh, we're just here, you know, shooting some stuff. Shooting some stuff. Shooting some stuff." And to a border patrol agent, those are uh, which got it. Which de- it delayed our. Trip a minute. Yeah, they pulled Sir, us over. Would you please uh, pull to this right step and out of the uh, step out of the vehicle? Yeah, yep. You know it happens. It, it, it is bad. What it is. So okay. So the other thing I'm excited about is this new Ronin light. Speaking of light cameras, yeah, light. The Ronin. What is the Ronin? Well, I know what the Ronin is. The Ronin is one of those three-axis gimbals. So you know, a lot of people love the Steadicam and. Uh, you the fluid movement that you get with that, but it just takes so much time to set up. But with these new little handheld three-axis gimbals, which kind of made their way from aerial photography, you can just pick one of these things up after you balance it, of course, which takes about an hour. <laughs> pick it up and get some nice dynamic fluid shots. And the Ronin, actually, it's, the original one's pretty heavy. Yeah. But the new one... I guess it's called the light. It's called the light, so it must um, be lighter. But it, it, I read this morning um, that it it uh, it supports up to like eight pounds. Nice. So it'll easily carry the any of the C100 or the C series um, for the most yeah. part. Um, so I don't know, man. Uh, is this is this a game changer in the industry? Where the, is the steady cam now irrelevant? Like, well, first of the all, the fact I, that somebody straps on a vest yeah. with a giant piece of metal with weights on it. Is is that no longer needed? First of all, I I hate the term game changer. <laughs> I think that that is the most ridiculous term ever. I mean, there, things are always changing, and the game is always going to be different. And it's all just kind of how you use it. I mean, you can still use a you know a DSLR and a a, a glide cam and, and make a brilliant film. It's all about the story, really. But I think that. The new tech is is really interesting. I think the the Ronin allows you to realize that story a little e- more easy. You know what I mean? You can get the shots that you weren't able to get previously due to the cost of hiring a Steadicam operator. But what do you do as far as um, if you have to have two hands on the Ronin? How are you pulling focus to where you know a lot of Steadicams? You got you know the the Steadicam supports the camera, so you got a hand to maybe guide and a, and a hand to pull focus i mean no no a steady cam operator would never pull his own focus. you'd you'd have a wireless focus system and so you'd have your first ac your first focus puller back at the monitor 
pulling for you. You can do the same thing on these three-axis gimbals. So you, you throw a little, you know, FIZ, little focus iris zoom motors sure. onto a rail support system that's attached to the camera, to the Ronin. This allows your ACs to, you know, pull focus back at camp. What about, though, if you have autofocus? If you have autofocus. So that's one thing that I was kind of skeptical about, you know, coming into these C-series cameras, the C100 Mark II and the C300 Mark II is the whole autofocus thing. But we actually, we used that on a, a project recently. It worked yeah. quite well. Well, it's, yeah. it's limited. It has a certain rate of pull, but on the yeah. C300 Mark II, you can vary the rate of pull on your autofocus, so you can actually mm. set it for the type of, of move you're doing. Yeah. You, you can, can say, well, do you rack slow? Do you rack fast? Sure. Do you rack, you know, is the, the point of focus in the bottom left corner of the frame? It, it's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. I don't think it's going to, you know, negate the use of a focus puller on big jobs. It's not going to change the game. No, it's not, it's not a <laughs> game changer. Um, I think on smaller jobs, though, one-man band operations, this new tech, all this new stuff, is that's where it's really, the impact is really felt. I think the big productions, you're still going to have the full crew, the, you know, first, second, third, you know, first, second AC, you know, camera assistant, all that jazz. But on the one-man band type stuff, it's, this is really making an impact. You know, I'd be interested to know and hear, uh, you know, from the listeners do we have do we have listeners first off i guess the question as <laughs> our pilot episode if we have listeners if anyone is listening out there we would love to know what you're shooting on what yeah. kind of cameras are you guys using what kind of cameras are you renting do you like them do you hate them what are you excited about again go to fdbpodcast.com go to ask me anything click on that uh talk talk to us or you can actually hit us up on twitter Right, yeah. you're on, oh, Twitter, on Twitter, right? Oh, Are you yeah. on the Twitter? Oh, we're both on Twitter. You're on the Twitter. Oh, I'm on the Twitter. So, what's your what's your handle? Mine is at uh, Alex Elkins D O P. Alex Elkins D O P. Yes, at you forgot at. Well, there's the at. People know the at by now. Now, D O P is that for director of photography? I, I believe that is for director nice. of photography. What's yours? Nice. Uh, mine is uh, at Brandon Ferris. And uh, B R A N D O N F A R I S. That has nothing to do with your name, though, right? Um, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Absolutely. No. Uh, but we're on the Twitter. We, we're pretty active. We we, yeah. we connect with it. We're also on uh, Instagram. Your Instagram's cool. Why? Well, you're you're a director for photographer. You you make cool so stuff. I, so I take interesting. You images. take interesting pictures. Now, yeah. the one thing you, you always do that I find interesting is you have an obsession with hallways. Can you explain <laughs> to the listeners why you always take pictures of hallways? I don't know. I mean, I just, I think it's really interesting. Uh, the kind of, you know, infinite point down at the end of the hallway. Really long hallways are the best because it kind of just <laughs> goes off into nowhere in this. Uh, it's really neat. And you travel so much that you have a wide variety of hallways. <laughs> if you're interested in hallway shots, if that's yes. something that gets you excited, you got to connect with, with Alex on Instagram. What's your Instagram? It's uh, Alex underscore Elkins. Nice. And Alexander, I'm sorry. Actually, I got my phone here. Oh, right you went me. fancy. You I went fancy, I went fancy on that one. Yeah. Nice. It's actually Alexander underscore Elkins. Nice. Yeah. Well, Again, nothing to do with my name. Get, get on there, uh, listeners. Check it out. He's got some cool pics on there. I'm not as cool as him when it comes to pictures. You're going to see my kids. You're going to see some goofy Family. stuff. You're going to see some filmmaking stuff, some behind-the-scenes stuff um, on my Instagram. Probably more interesting is, is the Instagram I run for LeapFrame. 
Yeah. And oh, yeah. that one uh, is actually is going to have your filmmaking stuff, behind the scenes stuff, camera stuff. So it's that I believe all production is related. at Leap Frame. L E A P F R A M E. Yep. And so, you know what? Connect with us on Instagram, connect with us on Twitter. Yeah. Um, you know, we really want this to be an interactive show where we talk about things. We, we hear what the community's doing. We want to know what you guys are wor- working on. And also, we're going to be bringing on guests. Oh, yeah. So, you know, what are your, Alex, you got anybody lined up that you think? I mean, there, be a there good have interview? been a, quite a few people that have expressed interest in, uh, in coming on and, you know, giving their point of view, having a, having a glass of bourbon and uh, talking about our industry. Uh, but, I mean, we got both of us, you know, connections, New York, Miami, L.A., Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a really good – I think he'll do it. Do I think it. he'll do – I don't want to say yet. Okay. I think he'll do it, but a good friend of mine, DP, out of New York City, oh. works on some really cool stuff. I know who you're talking about. Um, he's got a really nice accent, <laughs> um, and I think I can convince him to come on the show. Um, hopefully, uh, we might have to be a call-in. Oh, yeah. But I think it could be really cool. Well, now with the, the magic of technology, we can make that happen. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. And then I also I think, I, I'm going to go ahead and say right now that by the end of the year, mm. we'll have celebrities on the show. Yeah, that's a great goal. Well, I mean, people don't realize, you know, mm. Cincinnati's a film town. It's become one, yeah. Well, come on. For sure. Well, it was back in the day, but now it's becoming one again. George Clooney? Yeah. I mean, their family's from what? Kentucky, though. Yeah, but it's, it's the same thing. I mean, they're, you know. Yeah. But I think that, uh, you know, th- we've had a bunch of films come in recently. We have. And the yeah. Film Commission's doing a great job. And most of them are period pieces because of the nature of our city. True, yeah. true. But uh, I'll tell you, one guy, I, I think maybe he's listening now. Maybe he, he <laughs> tuned in randomly. He found the podcast. Yep. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and call out uh, James Franco. Ah. He's going to be in a, in a new film coming to town. So he's going to be here. Mm-hmm. He, at some point, he's got to drink bourbon. I assume James Franco drinks bourbon. I would like to think so. I would think so. Yeah. Now, he might be drinking bourbon on top of the roof at 21C. Yeah. But we can move this podcast anywhere. This is mobile. It's a mobile situation here. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say, listeners, stay tuned. I'm going to go ahead and say James Franco <laughs> is going to be on the show. If you can, if you can work that, oh, that's amazing. I mean, he he would have fun. Here, he would, cheers, cheers to, to that. James cheers Franco to that. on the show. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, guys, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. But I think we're 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 pretty much at the end of our uh, our time here. Um, yeah. In the pilot episode, but I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, we've we've got a good thing going. I mean, this the bourbon's the good. Bourbon's good. We haven't even finished our glass. No. But uh, but anyway, again, we, we want to thank you guys so much. This is uh. Yep. You know, this, it is kind of what it is, and we're going to keep doing it, whether you listen or not. This is just a relaxed environment where we can discuss our, our industry. Yeah, it'll be, a nice glass of even if it's just me, you, and James. Yeah, me, me you, and James Franco. That's, <laughs> that should be the new title. There you go. Yeah. So uh, thanks so much for listening. Again, check us out at fdbpodcast.com. Yep. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on the Twitter. Uh, ask Drop, us anything. Yeah, and, and let us know what you're drinking for sure. Absolutely. And if you, uh, if, you, if you do come on the show, if we do connect with you and come on the show, um, please, by all means, bring us some bourbon. Yeah, it'll be your bourbon, and we'll drink what you're drinking. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>